Hey guys, this is Motorcycle Dad Podcast with Tito. Uh, hope everybody had a good weekend. It is one of my favorite days out of the week. Motherfucking Taco Tuesday, dog. It is Taco Tuesday. And anybody that knows me, you know where I'll be at. You can go ahead and say it with me now. Come on, everybody. The Leatherneck Club of Las Vegas. That's right. They're having fish tacos tonight with wasabi slaw. It's going to be pretty interesting. I'm pretty pumped up. I'm going to see some of my guys from the industry tonight. So pretty jazzed up about that. Either way, good energy, good vibes. I hope everybody had a great weekend. It is hot as fuck here in Vegas like usual. Yeah, big news there. Hmm, big surprise. Um, in this episode, okay, we're going to go over things that you need to do to your bike when you're at home. We talked about taking some personal responsibility. You trust your life to two wheels, and guess what? You got to fucking do some of the work, guys. So I'm going to go over that. Uh, it's going to be a pretty quick episode. And then I'm going to go over uh, your tips as far as sales and such for the week. And also, I got a, tep tic- a, tep- a tech tip of the week. Say that five fucking times. See how it rolls off your tongue, okay? Don't judge me. But either way, guys. Let's go ahead and get this party started and uh, get it rolling. All right, guys. Things you need to do at home your damn self. Okay. I'm going to go down the list now. One of those things that you need to be checking on the regular basis. Okay. And I've talked about this. When you have good tires, you need to treat your tires good. Well, tires, period. You need to make sure you're checking your tire pressures, okay? Um, pay attention to any flat spots, the condition of your tires. Some people, I know, I've known people that get nails in their tires and never even know they had a nail in it until they go to look at it. So a little quick trip there, uh, trick there is maybe a little bit of Windex or some soapy water. If you, you come across something that you may think may be a leak in your tire before you pull it out, spray that on it and you'll definitely know, okay? Checking tire pressures is very, very, very important, guys. Now, you need to make sure most manufacturers, when you look in your manual, they'll say to check them cold. Some, very, very, very few manufacturers, I can't remember, but I remember seeing at some point, they even give you like, oh, if the tire's a little warm spec. Always go with the cold spec if you can. If your tire's a little warm, you can't afford to let them sit, all right, to cool down a little bit, I always shortchange it just slightly. Meaning, if, you know, I got hot tires, and my tire pressure is supposed to be 40, my rear tire, but it's reading at 41, 42, I'm gonna leave it alone. Because I more than likely that temp adjustment is due to that. Now, when you finally get a chance to where the tires are cool, absolutely check them again to make sure. But rather be safe than sorry, okay? Um, when it comes to tire pressure gauges, I'm always gonna recommend don't be cheap and go get the cheap Walmart shit. For one, most motorcycle tires is a pain in the ass to use the cheap stick the pin uh, tire gauge, you would probably want to go with a sole digital gauge, not digital, you can go analog too, but go to your local dealer, anybody that's uh, parts and limited, drag specialties, Tucker Rocky, they will have decent tire pressure gauges. I personally have used the Motion Pro, worked out pretty great. Um, and then I have a separate air chuck for my tires, okay? Now in my home shop, I always have the, you know, the gas station style because my home shop, I'm checking Harleys mainly. I'm not checking sport bikes. And not only that, I know the thing's accurate because it's a brand new gauge. So 
I've already tested it out with a digital gauge and proven margin error like 0.25, something like that. But you don't have to get all that crazy with it, okay? Just be able to have the ability to check tire pressure and add a little if you need to. Now, if you're gonna be at home and you're completely uncomfortable, then I, I suggest one of two things. Checking it at somewhere that has a, a compressor with the air chuck and such, or go to your dealership. But I'm gonna get to that in a minute anyways, all right? Next, guys, you need to be able to check your oil on your own, okay? Most motorcycles I know, and every motorcycle is different, so I'm always gonna refer you to your owner's manual. If you haven't read it, you need to read. Educate yourself. Read some shit. And learn, you'll be amazed at how much you'll learn about your fucking motorcycle by reading the manual, okay? But most bikes, they'll tell you to warm the bike up or get it up to operating temperature, let it sit for five to 10 minutes to cool down, and then check your, your, your dipstick or your sight glass most sport bikes have a sight glass and you'll have to have stands to make sure the bike is upright or just you know wing it and just get it upright get somebody to check others have dipsticks okay now each dipstick is different too make sure you read the manual and that's why i said read it on whether the dipstick has to be screwed in all the way or if it just says just put it in i know on harleys you have the ability to check that dipstick check the dipstick both upright and on the jiffy stand or on the kickstand is you know it's called by everybody else not harley because harley's special they got to make special words um but basically check your manual to see which one is which because that could be a big determinant of whether you overfill it or underfill it you need to make sure you know what you're looking at okay make sure you keep some rags around everybody should have at least an extra court all right most shops I know, you're not going to use the excess oil. I always used to give the customer, if they wanted, the half, you know, half a liter, a half a quart of oil so they can do their own top off. Some customers don't care because they're just going to bring it to the dealership anyways. All right. But guys, when you're checking your oil, make sure you have oil on hand just in case. And not only that, all right, keep in mind, especially on Harleys or any V-Twin, you're not going to want to fill that sucker up all the way to the top line where it says full leave a little bit of room for that oil to expand, especially if you're in your hotter climates like your Floridas, your uh, Southwest areas like Vegas, Arizona, because as that oil expands, it's got one way to go, up through the engine through your cleaner box, and your air cleaner is gonna, box is gonna be full of oil, okay? Most Harley guys know what I'm talking about, it's because most Harley dealers end up overfilling it. Always leave it a couple dots shy, just a couple dots to give that oil room to expand. It shouldn't be a problem, especially if you're checking your oil on the regular basis. Hmm. How about that shit? Stomp, stomp, wink, wink. Uh, next, when you're walking around, guys, check your lights, check your brake lights, check your your tag light, check your turn signals, check your high beams. You know, check your rear brake pedal. Make sure that it's actuating the light. Check your front uh, your front brake on the lever. Make sure it's actuating the light. It's not that hard, guys. And even beep the horn, make sure your horn works, okay? These are all things you rely on, at least for the most part. I mean, look, I'm guilty of not using my turn signals a lot of times. But at the same time, too, when I do need them, I want to make sure they fucking work. So, and not only that, you can't blame anybody if you get pulled over for something stupid, like your taillight being out, if you didn't check. Uh, I remember there was a point in time in my life that I wasn't uh, the best person in the world. And I can tell you right now, I always made sure to check my stuff. My, my brake lights and taillights because I didn't want to get pulled over. Uh, as simple as that. Not only that, if your brake light doesn't work, how about that person behind you, you know, a little motorcycle brake light, they don't pay, they're not paying attention. They're texting, sexting, or Instagramming, or doing whatever the fuck they're doing, and they don't notice you, and they hit you. So it's pretty important. 
some of you guys that think you got the cool fucking retro light well yeah it's cool enough to get your ass hit from behind so make sure at least your shit works make sure it works okay know when the last time and this is going to my next part know when the last time you had your bike service i know people are super guilty about that oh i had a 12k done mama baba 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 ba. know your fucking bike and what you've done to it you kind of rely on that shit to save your life so why would you not know what's done to it i mean i never knew you know anybody in aviation didn't know what was going on with their aircraft before they went and flew on it so you need to know the corks of your bike the little details know what is going on a lot of times they'll put recommendations on there customers they never read the shit they just keep moving along their way you know la 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 and then they try to get mad at me and i look it was like hey look it's in the recommendations i did tell you about it okay you're right well it's not about me being right it's about everybody being safe so Know what you did to your bike so you can keep up on the maintenance. The bike's got 50,000 miles. You've never done the fork oil, change the spark plugs. Well, it's probably time to do that. I get people all the time, even some of my club brothers, even some of the people I just work on the bikes on the side. Oh, my God, the bike feels night and day different. Well, how about that? You didn't have no fork oils in your forks. So make sure you pay attention to that. Now, when all else fails, if some of these tasks are a little bit too com- too outside of your realm of mechanical expertise go to the dealership you know oh maybe your local dealer you don't like them well then there's other motorcycle shops go ask them hey man you know what you know build that relationship with your technician that's why i said that because i had customers that sometimes will just pull up and go straight to the tech hey you need something no no he's gonna take care he's gonna just check my tire pressure my oil real quick and then also don't be a douchebag tip your guy if they're gonna go out their way to make sure your stuff is good because you're too lazy to do it at least take care of them you know, I'm not saying, oh, you got to make sure you do it. But this is common courtesy. You know, slip them a five, slip them a ten. You know what? You're going out of your way to make sure my stuff is good. I'm going to make sure I at least buy your lunch. And that just a little bit of gratitude goes a long way. Because those technicians are going to be that more likely to bend over backwards to try to help you out. Or when you do stop come in and they got a job on their lift. Oh, man, that's Mr. Johnson, you know, or that's Mr. Schmuckatelli. He's going to go ahead and he's going to take care of me. So I'm, I'm going to take care of him. He's always a great customer. Trust me, we're always looking for those long-term relationships in the power sports industry. So be a good customer, take care of your shit because yeah, where you may be paying the dealership later on down the road because you didn't take care of your stuff. I'd much rather do preventative maintenance than have to fucking do a big ass job because you screwed something up because you didn't check the simple shit. All right, guys, that's the name of the game. Check the simple shit. Go around your bike and twitch it. Touch your bike. All right. This recommendation this week, it came from my friend uh, Rick, Miami Rick, down in South Florida. Rick, thank you very much, man. I appreciate the feedback, brother. And guys, like I said, send feedback my way. Anything you want to cover, I'm going to cover it. He just gave me this recommendation the other day when he listened to the podcast and I ran with it. So that's why we're going around your pre-flight. That's what we'll call this because that's what we used to call it before, your pre-flight checklist. So you're going to check your tire pressure. Check your oil levels and coolant, too. If you got coolant, check your coolant, motherfuckers. All right. Check your lights. Knowing the last time your bike was serviced, make sure your bike's in good condition. And if all else fails, you don't know. Take your shit to the dealership. Rick, I appreciate it, brother. And everybody send me more recommendations. I'll follow it up. Next segment's coming right up, guys. I'm back with those 
money saving tips of the week shit to be on sale y'all stuff to be on sale okay well one of the things i got for you okay bluetooth devices i know some people are kind of funny about it look i'm like this i wear a full face helmet all the time so it's not a big deal for me i have a cena 10 sc10 i think is what the fucking shit's called and i'm telling you right now there's more than enough technology in that thing than ever before and not only that with my bag release i wasn't gonna dump another three to four hundred dollars in the audio when I can just pay two hundred dollars to get a Bluetooth, I can talk with people if we're riding, and at the same time, I got all my music, my podcast, right, my helmet, and I can control it right there on the fly if I need to. And it's just something that works better for me. I'm not saying it works better for everybody, but if you're in the market for a Bluetooth device on your helmet, go ahead and I say now's the time to go ahead and look at some of these sales and see if it's worth your while. Okay. Um, the best thing about buying a, a Bluetooth device separately from the helmet, at least right now, is like, personally, my head, I got a big ass dome piece, all right? I got a big head. And the only helmet brand that really fits me good where I don't get hot spots like wearing a helmet all day is Icon, all right? I know how some people feel about Icon. I, I'm a ride or die, I'm gonna stick with them because like I said, my big ass dome piece comfortably fits up in that damn helmet. Now, I re recently retired my variant and moved over to the new one and I was able to pull all the Bluetooth shit out and reuse it because it's only like a year old in my variant. And I pulled all that stuff out, reused it on my next helmet and I like, and I don't have to worry about shit. Now there's even some helmets out there like the Neotech 2s that come integrated already and the only thing you gotta do is buy the devices uh, uh, separately. I wanna say it's, it's not Scala, I think those are Cena's too, especially made and it's just literally battery pack pops in, everything's integrated in the helmet already. So, um, but, Think about that. If you're just looking in the market for a Bluetooth, I would suggest going like your Cena's. Uh, the Scala's are okay. Don't look to blow the bank on the most expensive one because you don't even know if that shit works for you. Like I was gonna go with the more expensive one with the, the, the network meshes and repairs itself. So if two riders leave, the network automatically repairs itself and blah, 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 blah. And guess what? I barely use the intercom function on my shit. I think I've used it with one person so far. So. You know, it would have been a complete waste for me to spend an extra $150 on the fucking state-of-the-art Starship Enterprise shit when I don't even use it. So think about those things before you just buy stuff because it's on sale, too. If you're really genuinely looking for it, and guess what, guys? Now's the time. Dianese's got some pretty decent shit on sale, considering that most of their shit's like $250. Well, now you can get it for $200, not $250. That's great. Uh, if that's your thing, if you're, you know, the, you know, Italian cut and go ahead. Now's the time, which is funny because I always told you guys I was going to give you some industry tips. So Dianese, I found out on via Instagram is building a brick and mortar store here in Las Vegas. So anybody from Las Vegas, go and try to shit out and then buy it off of Revzilla. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, guys. It's like, I, I told you already, you're going to. You're gonna pay what you're gonna pay. I don't think the shit's that cool. I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's nice. It's great shit. It's nice, but I'm always the functional, common sense person, and that shit's Italian cut anyway, so it don't fit my fat ass. And I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I mean, I like. I I wish I could be more impressed with Dianese, but I can tell you after dealing with them, womp womp. That's one on a business level. Uh, two. They just finally got to the point where their D-Air jacket this year 
oh, now if you're standing still at a light, you get hit from behind. The D-Air will activate. Okay, you guys are about fucking a year and a half behind the fucking power curve there. Dinglings. Fucking yoo-hoos. Um, But if that's your thing, then I would just suggest go try all the shit at the store to buy it online. <laughs> I mean, it's more likely it's going to be cheaper anyways. I'll be honest with you. That's why I don't get these guys. They're, oh, brick and board. I, oh, I get them. They're, there's a lot of international customers here in Vegas, so they're trying to capitalize on that. Good on them. You know, you got to try something, especially when you suck. Oh, anyways, another tech table, uh, money-saving tip, okay? Uh, we all know Amazon's going to rule the world eventually uh, with their drones and Skynet and all that shit. But one of the things I recently discovered, just my own, just looking through is they're a lot faster because <laughs> I have Prime. I pay for Prime. They're a lot faster than uh, Revzilla because Revzilla can't give you tracking information on certain items unless you pay for it. Oh, free two day shipping. Oh, it ships within 24 hours. Yeah, it takes three or four days to get here. I ended up buying a set of brake pads for a job that I had to do. Harley brake pads. They had them in stock. I had them here the next day. I ordered, mind you, I ordered these motherfuckers at like 8 o'clock at night. They were here the next day, and they were $6 cheaper. So, guys, uh, Revzilla, you better watch out, too, and Cycle Gear, because now I can just go on Amazon. Well, fuck. It makes it even easier. Do the same thing. I had a, a friend of mine, matter of fact, Rick. He was looking for tires. I told him Revzilla, you know, Rocky Mountain ATV, blah, 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 blah. All the normal ones. Ended up being fucking cheaper on Amazon. So remember when I talked about, guys, you want to save that fucking money? Well, guess what? You got to get off your fucking ass or get off your Twitter fingers and fucking start packing away on Google and Amazon and look for your shit and compare it. $5 here, $10 here, $15 here. Well, guess what? That shit adds up. Now you can buy a set of new gloves or another quarter oil or liter oil or more gas or something or go get some tacos. Yeah. $5 a plate and, go and a dollar a taco after that at Leatherneck. Go get some tacos, homie. That's my suggestion. All right. So that's my money saving tips of the week. If you don't like it, go fuck a goat. If you do, that's great. You get a shining gold star. Yay. Participation trophy. Guys, my tech tip of the week. 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 Oh, I fucked it up. Damn it. Either way, I've never in my time in the industry met a master technician that was messy and unorganized. Yeah, when you are working on shit, shit gets messy. Shit gets everywhere. For the most part, when you look at their shit, the best ones, the best ones, you're talking about averaging 120% proficiency, efficiency. Guys are billing ridiculous hours. Their shit is always clean. I'm always talking to you guys about going to the next level. Sometimes we don't like to hear about what it takes to get to the next level. But if you want to be great, you got to fucking pursue greatness, guys. And this is one of those things where I always harped on all my technicians. Any of my techs listening right now used to work for me, shh, you can vouch for this shit. I always hounded these motherfuckers about keeping their area clean. Couple reasons why. Well, guess what? When you know where everything is and it's not clean and it's all clean and it doesn't look like Sanford and Son's junkyard, then you know where things are. You can move faster. Moving faster means you're more efficient. More efficient means you get the jobs done faster, which means you make more fucking money. But if you're always clown shoes, bumbling over your feet, trying to look for shit, yeah, you're not going to be efficient and you're not going to make nearly as much money as you could. So 
keep your fucking toolboxes straight and clean and organized. Clean up after every job that you have, you know, and if you need some of the same tools, then leave them the fuck out. Don't waste time. It's all about life hacking, time efficiency. Like my boy Daryl says from the office, he or she has really gotten themselves into a pickle. Well, he or she can really get themselves into a fucking pickle in that shop if they don't know where tools are or if they don't know where stuff is or they got shit all over the place and they misplace a part or a screw, a fastener. I've heard of it all. So any of my guys out there to listening, clean your shit. And not only that, when you're talking about people, they're spending an average about 100 to 130 dollars for a flat rate hour. If you walked in the back and you saw the technician working your shit, looked like he was Fred G. Sanford with shit everywhere, would you necessarily want to spend more of your money there? Or every time you see this guy, he's a grease ball. Now I'm not I know some of you guys they you pride yourselves on being greasy and dirty and shit. That's more for the automotive world. On the power sports industry side, especially you're talking about higher end customers where expectations are higher, and not only that, the risks are a little bit higher. Well, I'm going to always be conscientious of what their area looks like because I'm not going to go into a dealership that looks like fucking damn goddamn fire pits from Iraq and fucking expect to go in there and spend a thousand dollars, which some people do come in there and spend. How would you feel if you were going to go drop a thousand dollars in a place look like shit? Would you spend the money? Ask yourself that, guys, before you start getting all Tito's just being preachy. Tito's just talking shit. Think about that. What are you doing to make yourself faster, better, and more efficient? Okay. And being clean is one of those simple things that you can do to make yourself above the rest of the cut. Because remember, regardless, everybody's your fucking competition. And if your competition is banking more hours and their area is cleaner, then you need to start instead of hating on those motherfuckers, you need to start looking at them and asking yourself, what are they doing that I'm not doing? What knowledge do they know? What do they have? And start your list and start cracking at your list. Keeping your work area clean and cleaning up after yourself after every shift is something simple you can do right off the back that could put you ahead of the rest. Well, guys, look, that's all the time I got right now. All right. I always appreciate you guys listening. I'm super humble. I'm almost at the 200 listens and there's like 32 people listening in. I appreciate each and every fucking one of you guys. You guys are awesome. You give me the juice to keep on going and to keep pushing this thing. Look, if you have any recommendations, any topics you want me to cover, I mean, I just told you guys, you saw, I'll cover it. So go ahead and send me a message, either DM me on my Facebook. It's going to be Chris T-I-T-O Padilla, P-A-D-I-L-L-A on Facebook, or you can find me on Instagram t-i-t-o-c-p-702 that's tito cp702 on instagram all right much love and respect goes out to everybody i hope you have a great week and hey look no matter what you need to go get some fucking tacos somewhere okay (laughs) you guys take it easy peace